Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Alex. And I'm Tristan. And I'm Leo. And on the show, we are going to be talking about everything and everything interesting that goes on in this world. For this very first episode, what we're going to do is we're going to just kind of talk about us. Yep, we're just going to talk about us, what interests us, things that we that brought us here, essentially, to this podcast and, and why we want to bring it to you. And we hope that, you know, you learn some stuff throughout this whole experience. So I'm not going to sit here and jibber jabber the entire time. So Tristan or Leo, go for it. Well, I'm kind of the resident skeptic here. So I don't, when it comes to the strange, abnormal, and weird, um, I find them interesting mostly because I like to pick apart what the actual explanation is. Because I'm more of a fan of history and the odd things that happen that aren't explainable through history. Or when you do explain them, it's just always a series of seemingly unconnected events that result in something. Um, That's more the perspective I like to bring here. And what I find fascinating is just how do you take these fantastical things that no one can explain and then attach a reasonable explanation to them? Um, I know Alex tends to have a little bit of a different perspective, um, <laughs> but uh, Leo here, I know you're, you're more interested in cryptids specifically where you're your favorite thing. Is that correct? Yes, I, I do like the supernatural, the unusual, but cryptids are definitely like top tier on my list. I don't know what it is about that about them that's so interesting. I think it's just the physiology of the, some of the creatures and the the abnormality to which they exist. Like something that is out in the woods that can mimic a call from afar, but really is close or vice versa, like a skinwalker. Like that's crazy. Or, you know, the goat circus of of Mexico, you know, and the Mothman, one of the most infamous ones. It's like those are just always so interesting how like so many people could see the same thing. So it's like it makes me wonder, like, how real is it really, you know? And that's just kind of always been fascinating to me. And I think I think that's. I think both you, Leo, and and you, Tristan, are going to have a lot of fun, you know, not battling it out, but, you know, coming to the table with, like, evidence about how each one of these these topics either, like, are true or they aren't true. And as far as you, the listener, like, that's what we want to do is bring to the table all the facts and, like, all the, all the stuff, the research that we've done and put it early on the table for you to decide. Now, for me, for instance, I, I believe I'm kind of on the fence with some things rather than other things. So, for instance, Bigfoot. We had we had talked about this before. I believe <laughs> that Bigfoot is an alien pet or a, like an observer slash scout. Because if you look at it, uh, the Bigfoot creature, whenever you see it, you typically there's UFO sightings along with it so like that's something that i really hold passionate true like i ever since i was a kid I, i've loved bigfoot um and we'll probably cover a million episodes on that but there's other things where i'm almost like you tristan i'm a skeptic with like there's a lot of there's a lot of ghost videos and pictures where it's like that is clearly a fake and we want to bring that to you to the audience to like you know like make you take a look at it and based on other things that we have found it's really up to you to decide whether all this stuff that we're talking about is is true or not. So that's kind of the angle that I'm going to be coming at most of these topics with. Um, now let's get out of the way what we believe when we don't, though. I think that'll set the stage pretty well. So obviously, Alex, you believe in Bigfoot. Yep. Um, Leo, where where's your stance on the traditional Bigfoot? 
as far as him or I guess it being like a a long distance ancestor, I'm not too fond of that idea, but I do agree with Alex of like it's an alien or it's something un- otherworldly just because of the fact that not only is it only ever seen in glimpses and moves fast and just one minute there and one minute not, but also the UFO sightings. Like that's insane how much the two correlate, you know, and that could be like a a biased opinion or whatever the phrase is, but I think that that's something to definitely consider when it comes to what Bigfoot is. Yeah, see, and I, I just don't believe in Bigfoot in any traditional sense. You I take mean, that back. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, until we had started talking, I hadn't really thought of the idea of him being any way connected to aliens. That had never really occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if if Bigfoot exists, I would I would go with that camp that he's somehow related to aliens. But it's, my opinion on aliens are pretty broad too. I don't particularly believe in the traditional, like with the greys coming down and abducting the cows and crap. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stories where there's a lot of stuff that's hard to argue that something weird is going on. Um, but I don't always look at like, I feel like UFOs are probably real, but I feel like the majority of UFO sightings are crap and probably not real. So if you like take that theory and then combine it with all the sightings being attributed with Bigfoot, if, you know, I feel like 90% of those are kind of bullshit anyway, it's kind of hard to justify then that Bigfoot is real. Well, on the same token, like with the the whole alien things, like something that everyone needs to understand too is like, there's not just one race of people. There's very many different races. And that's the thing with aliens. There's very many, there's a lot of different kinds of aliens out there. Like I'm, I'm a strong believer in aliens. Like it, to say that we are the only intelligent creature in the universe is, is asinine. Like, I don't understand how any, how you could think differently, but that's, I'm not going to judge you if you do. But to me, it's just one of these things where it, there's so many, there's so many different kinds of aliens and UFO ships because like you look at UFOs, uh, there's a lot of different encounters where people see like a Tic Tac shaped UFO or a circle, or it's like, it's a bunch of tiny little, you know, like it's a mist and then it forms into something and it like, it has bright colors. Like there's so many different things. So like, that's, that's kind of my stance on like UFOs and to say that not one of them has like a big furry creature as a pet, you know, like it's, it's, (laughs) it's possible. It's, 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 it's very possible. Oh yeah. I'm with you there. Um, I do believe that there are like various species of aliens out there because of how diverse earth is and how much space there is in the universe it's hard to believe that there isn't something more out there that's advanced far beyond what we have and how many people report seeing you know the generic gray aliens with big heads and black eyes or aliens that are that look like us that look human you know or human enough well, and like that, this when we're talking about aliens too, and like it almost goes along with like the ghost thing is like there's so much, there's so many pictures and there's so many videos out there that it is, it's so at this point, it's so hard to tell like what is real and what is not real. And it's like you look back in the day when it was like the 40s or 50s and they snapped a picture of a UFO, it was like that, like that, that was pretty convincing. But like now with like the technology with, with CGI and like all, all the other types of computer programs that you can use to, you know, make these things. It's just like, it's, it's hard to tell like what is real and what is not real. But that like, that goes along with the ghost thing too, is like sometimes, and that's why it's like, it's hard for me 
I'm not gonna say I'm not a believer in ghosts, but like when someone has like a ghost picture or video, I really try to study it and look at it because there's plenty of times where there's like it's dust, it's hair, uh, the exposure on the camera is just it's it's open too long, like the lenses, and like you get that distorted picture of like someone moving. So I think there's those instances too with all of these different topics that we're we're gonna cover is like that happens. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with that too. Like I, I've had some experiences that we'll probably talk about, you know, as episodes go on with ghosts specifically. But I'm also on that idea of like, I don't believe that all these videos are 100% real. I think a lot of them are faked or a lot of them are staged or even just like a misidentification of something. You know, like I don't outright disclose or, you know, ghosts aren't real. Like I'm not with that mind of thinking, but I do believe a lot of the videos that are out there are just baloney. <laughs> just baloney. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Like, what are, what are your thoughts on on ghosts? So, ghosts and aliens are kind of similar for me. Like, so I have no doubt that aliens probably exist. Like that, that I'm fine with. It's their interaction with people or just any interaction at all. That's where I you kind of start to lose me sometimes. Um, just because there's no clear motivation, and it's a similar thing with ghosts and the fact that like. I have a, I've always kind of believed that, that because of how limited we are in our interpretation of the world, because we can only see so many colors, we can only sense so many things around us, I feel like there's a whole big other layer to the universe that we just have no comprehension of. Like, our, just our brains are not equipped to deal with it. And I feel like sometimes your brain interprets certain things or certain things happen that can be perceived as ghosts. And although I don't think that's completely inaccurate because there is some sort of energy or something going on. I just don't think we have the description quite right. Because like a traditional ghost of someone's soul passing on I, I and then like living on the earth in some way, I have a hard time with that just because of how like matter is used and like where does consciousness come from? Like it all kind of incorporates into that whole thing. You know, is consciousness even real or is it just like our brain kind of tricking itself so it can keep functioning? So mm-hmm. it opens up all those questions. So I don't think a traditional ghost exists necessarily, but I think if there is some kind of conscious energy and it's something we just don't have the tools to like measure, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that exists somewhere past our death in the surrounding areas and then can kind of bleed into our perception a little bit. I, I want to bring up two examples of kind of like what you're talking about as far as trying to comprehend what we're actually seeing. Um I think it was back in, I want to say the Vietnam War, there was a a pilot who flew over like a set of islands and um, the, there was indigenous people that lived there, but had never seen uh, an airplane before. And as soon as they saw it, they they started worshiping it. And it was something where like they built a statue of the plane. And when... Um, these, uh, I think it's news reporters or like, just like journalists went to this Island. They saw this statue of an airplane and they're like, Oh, that's an airplane. And they're like, no, that's our God. Like it it flew through the sky and it was like, it made a huge noise and everything like that. So I, I feel like a lot of things you are right, Tristan, like our brains just can't comprehend what we're seeing. And I, I think that's just, that's fascinating and scary all at the same time to like, there's there's things going around us all the time and it's our we just cannot comprehend it what we're seeing and what we're we're doing and like 
that could very well like going back to the ufo thing the fact that like you know a ufo is here one second and then it just zips out of the sky like at millions of miles per hour i don't know if it's a million miles per hour but it, it it's just there one minute and then it's gone and it's like well that's not physically possible well it might be but we just haven't gotten there like civilization wise and just like technology so i'm gonna agree with you 100 percent. where it's like there probably is things going on that we just we can't comprehend and what, what i find immensely fascinating about stuff like these topics particularly when you start getting into the paranormal stuff um is just kind of how the memory works like because most of your consciousness is recollecting things that have been recorded in your brain. But, you know, a lot of studies show that your brain is really not good at recalling those things, at least as well as we think they are. Because when mm-hmm. you're thinking about stuff or remembering stuff in your head, you think of it as almost literal fact. But you're really just piecing together all these weird little firing neurons trying to make a picture again. And every time you recall it or bring it back up, it changes a little bit. And so it's super easy to, like, witness something that maybe is beyond your senses capability to even understand but then as you remember it more and more it just starts changing to more fit a narrative that you already decide to like apply to it you know people do that in their everyday lives once they get like something stuck in their head regardless of what you tell them or what's going on it's just nope that's just is what it is and that's how they're going to think about it and i feel like when people experience these unexplainable instances your brain just naturally wants to attach an explanation to it and once like you decide on something that makes sense it's just all over um something I want to bring up too is like a perfect example of like kind of what we're talking about is like mythology. There's all of these things that happened in the past where you like, you take the odyssey, everything that happened in that book where it's like, there's no way any of this stuff happened or like even like the Trojan war or just like any, you take any of these examples or, you know, um, like some of the creatures and it's just like, well, there's no way that this is like this existed. Well, maybe, maybe like something on the lines of it did, but this was the best way that they could like describe it and like, you know, tell what happens. Now, again, I think things get lost in translation over time. It's like playing the game telephone. Um, but it's, it, I find like the mythology piece of history too to just be fascinating, where it's like, so something that a coworker had told me once before was like, imagine if, uh, the entire world were to just like, you know, blow up. No one's left on Earth. And then aliens or something like that come here and they find a comic book of Superman. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, the, the the humans could fly and they had laser beams in their eyes and everything like that. And it's like, well, then that must be what humans, you know, like could do and everything like that. So I think that's a it's a really weird concept to think about. It's like, how did like these the all these gods and like mythology, like all these creatures come to be? Um, like who would who would even think about that? So that's another thing that is just like, you know, really fascinating. But um, if there's that new Twilight Zone show that's out. Uh, the dude Key Peel is doing it. Um, or no, it's um Jordan Peel. Jordan is Key Michael Key and Jordan Peel, and he had done like those horror movies and stuff. And he they made this one where like they're going out into space. It's it's a great episode. So basically, like they're um, they're launching off into space, um, a big crew of astronauts or whatever. And right as they're about to um, launch off, nukes get launched from Russia at the United States and at that location. Like they're shooting all the major cities, and one of them that they're going to be shooting is that launch pad. And protocol says since they're under attack, they have to like leave um, and like stand down. But they're like, if we stand down, we're all going to die. But if we launch, everyone behind us is going to die, and we're going to be stuck in space. And their whole thing is they're like traveling to Mars. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so they end up launching, and it, it's just kind of this whole psychological thing about dealing with the loss of humanity while they're trying to terraform Mars. Um, but they're trying to communicate with Earth to see if there's any survivors. And at one point, they pick up like a TV broadcast, mm-hmm. and they're just like the whole point is like that's all that's left of Earth is just these shitty sitcoms being broadcast into the universe, <laughs> and that's the only record that we existed were these oh, no. things we used to entertain ourselves rather than like actual information about what we were about. That's just so crazy to think about. And it's so true because imagine like all the satellites and everything like that that's like in space right now and all the information. Like imagine like an alien just like intercepting, you know, just like someone twerking on TikTok. Or it's like that's the human yeah, race. That's, like that's what? what's left. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of um the movie Age of Ultron, where he's in the internet for a few minutes, is like, nope, humanity has <laughs> like, just giant spaceships show up. Like y'all aren't worthy of living. I've seen the internet. I've seen what. Are right, that? What's that? Um, one movie there. They they were going to Mars. Um, and then the Martians like, oh, what is it? So like, one of the astronauts gets absorbed like into the alien spaceship, and then he's playing like a bunch of movies from Earth. You guys seen that one? I think. Oh, which? I I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Oh man, that's gonna bug me because it's one of those um, movies where they go to Mars. It's from like the '90s, early 2000s, something like that. And at one point, one of the guys had like fallen into space, I think, and then he ended up getting absorbed into the. It, no, it's because he goes into the pyramid. That's right. There's like the pyramid on Mars, and he goes into that, and then there's like this big white room, and it's just the aliens showing like all the destructions, destructive stuff that people do, and um, and then it kind of comes to that down to that. That's a cliche storytelling device. It's like, oh, humanity's evil. And then there's that one guy. It's like, no, look at the good we do kind of thing. Wait, was it? It wasn't Mission to Mars, was it? It might have been. That sounds right. Because wasn't one other name like Cowboy or something, I think, was what they called one of them. That just stands Um, out in my memory. Maybe. If you're listening to this and you know exactly what movie we're talking about, please add it in the comments or, you know, just drop us something on like the social media accounts. Like what movie, if, if, you know, if it rings a bell. But it's just like a common theme I notice with aliens is it's like we're always trying to justify ourselves to them, right? And that mm-hmm. always the thing is like that that makes me wonder as well. Like, are other aliens just as like is that a common thing where everyone's just as violent? Because there's that like barrier you have to break through to like you either achieve space travel or you destroy yourselves. I, f- I forget what that specifically is called, but um, it's one of those great barriers you have to get through to be a part of like an intergalactic community. So, like, if we have to justify ourselves to these aliens all the time, which seems to be happening, like, you never see a lot of movies or anybody talking about aliens having to justify themselves to us. No, it's we're always doing it. You know who made, like, you know who did a great episode about that is South Park. Mm-hmm. Which when, one? Uh, <laughs> the the uh, Stan comes up with uh, the, uh, it's like the Pinewood Derby car. He, like, <laughs> Stan's dad puts, like, right. <laughs> some particle thing inside he the Pinewood He dresses as Derby. Princess Leia and, like, <laughs> Steals it, yeah. <laughs> Princess oh Leia goodness. Organa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so true because it's like the aliens tested us and everything like that, like with, you know, the space bucks and everything like that. And it showed how greedy we were and like all that. And it was like aliens didn't want to deal with that. It, it is interesting though. Like a, the the fact that we as a civilization are trying to just our justify our existence and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean like that's even true too. I mean, to, I mean, kind of like with, um, they sent a gold disc. It's a, a golden record yeah, into Voyager space. One. Yep. 
and it has like a picture of where we are. Like I always thought that was really interesting. I don't know how they did that as far as like putting where we are like throughout the solar system, like where to find us. But it also had like images and like voices and everything like that. So it'd be really interesting if, um, you know, an alien found that. And maybe, you know what? Maybe they did. Especially like a time capsule. Yeah. 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 You ever, so on one last thing with aliens, I think before we can move on from that, um, there's this one book called the sirens of Titan that I always love the way they describe this kind of alien thing going on. Um, effectively the way it worked was there's this, the whole book kind of happens and it's kind of the future and they're trying to terraform, um, Titan basically. Um, and then what you come to find out at the very end of the book is that, uh, this alien had crash landed on Titan and he was like, he was just a delivery boy. That's basically what happened. But he was traveling across like the entire universe. So he sent a message back to his home planet saying, Hey, I'm stranded. I need this part, right? I need this super specific part. But he was so far away from his home planet that they devised this really complicated, they have all this advanced technology and it didn't make sense for them to travel and take the part to him because it would have taken so astronomically long. So uh-huh. instead what they did is they have like this ability to manipulate life to an extent. So they basically created the entire earth as this machine to let all this different series of events kind of randomly happen. And then the main character's kid ends up on Titan with a piece of scrap metal that he decided to hold on for sentimental value. And that piece of scrap metal was actually the part that he needed to fly away. And the whole human race history, everything was all about that kid just having that piece of scrap metal and ending up on that planet because that was quicker than traveling from their home planet. That can you imagine how disappointing that was? Fucking be? great! I love that <laughs> book for that reason. That. Yeah, <laughs> all you amount to is a piece. Because it's a whole big long it. story trying to make all these different points about society and all this stuff. Because it's Kurt Vonnegut. And he does that a lot at the end of his books. Mm. Where he sets up all these big themes that, like, I'm gonna tackle all these issues. And at the end of the book, it's always just like, Nah, fuck you. Everything's kind of stupid. <laughs> but it's true though when you think about it in the grand scheme. Like we're just a blip on the entire timeline of this universe and even this earth, like it is this earth will still be here well beyond many of our generations to come. So that kind of like personifies that, but in a book, in a, you know, comedic fashion. Mm. Yeah, he likes that dark satire stuff, but I mean, that's so trippy to think about like how like just the millions of years, like dinosaurs were here and stuff like that versus just our tiny civilization being able to be wiped out. And then like they said, like 99% of all the fossils are gone. We only have like this tiny little snippet of what the past actually looked like. So, I mean, what 1% of our civilization will exist in a million years? It's, it's, it hurts my head thinking about this <laughs> sometimes, you know, like even like I was, oh, it was, I was just scrolling through YouTube, you know, and they, they always come up with like, Hey, you also might like this. You might like this. And there's, I forgot what YouTube channel it was, but it was like a comparing our sun to other within the within the solar system and it like the sun was just like a tiny little dot on the screen and there was this other sun that was like taking up the rest of the screen of the tv and i was like there's no way that that is possible because like we have to fit what like like it's like some astronomical amount of earths within the sun and then to see like the sun is just that tiny little dot compared to like the entire screen of the TV, it was like, there's no way. It like it hurts my head sometimes thinking about some of these things. We need to move on to a different topic. No more talking about space. <laughs> We're not going to talk about space ever again. <laughs> Let's talk about conspiracy theories. 
Oh, a conspiracy. That's a fun one. Anyways. I like I like those. Um, I tend to try to be a skeptic when it comes to, comes to conspiracy theories, but they're just they're so fun sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of things you just can't explain, and then you just kind of got to come up with your own explanations, and that's inherently where they come from. But I don't know; those those are a lot more yeah. fun because that that you can get practical. Yeah, you, you don't have to like <laughs> make some big leap, and like aliens don't have to necessarily get involved. I, I know Bigfoot's always involved in some way, but <laughs> right, <laughs> he's always there. He's always there somewhere. I mean, even if he's just reading the newspaper, just sitting there casually. That's 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 an entire concept for a show right there, is the entire show is just going over conspiracy theories and then determining how Bigfoot is related. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm all right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I like to think of theories as like a, a bit of a Jenga tower. It's like you can have so many points of evidence that stack up, but as soon as you could poke a hole in one, the whole tower comes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what's interesting too about the conspiracy theories is that I feel like a lot of the times, like I want to say like 75, maybe even 80% of the time, why is government always involved in all of these conspiracies? Like I feel like that's a lot of the time what happens is like, oh, the government is involved, whether it be like the United States, Russia, you know, Cuba, whatever. It doesn't matter what country. It always seems like the, whatever area it's taking place that country's government is always, you know, at somewhat involved when it comes down to conspiracy theories. Have you guys noticed that too? I think it's because it's the easiest, like, big thing to blame. You know, like if you threw a rock at the ground, it's hard to miss <laughs> as opposed to throwing a rock at like a, you know, a small leaf. That's a, I think that's what it comes down to. That's true. That's a good point. And most people always seem th- seem to think that governments are nefarious anyway. I mean, there's just, there's always that inherent distrust of yeah. a government entity. I mean, that's just always existed through time. I mean, they're they're kind of created as a necessity to run large civilizations like we do. But there's just an inherent distrust with like I think it's the disconnect of it because like you're dealing with a entity or like a concept than a physical person i don't know if people are really good at doing that you know where mm-hmm. our brains are programmed to talk to each other one-on-one or in small groups but when you're dealing with like a government body it's not the same as just dealing with a person it almost becomes alien at that point and you just like get inherently distrustful of it what's your guys favorite conspiracy theory or what's one that is always Ooh. in the back of your mind Ooh. I have to think on that one. The um, the JFK one's always a good one. Uh, yeah. I like that one. That one. That one always. That one always tickles me a little bit because that one's weird. I and, and that's that's true too. Like there's, it's so and again like the the there's a conspiracy that the government was in and on it. Like yeah, like oh, I CIA. totally believe that. Like one hundred and ten percent. Like we can do an episode on that at some point if we want to. But I <laughs> fully believe that's what happened. <laughs> And and I was gonna say like one of mine that is always in the back of my head is nine eleven. Like one of the biggest things that like I just cannot wrap my head around is Building Seven, how nothing hit it. And yes, like it caught on fire because of the debris, but it's that should have not fallen down. Like it's just like it. Or how people reported hearing explosions. Exactly. It's just like, well, what is going on? Now, I'm not saying the government did it, not by any means. And I'm not saying that they didn't do it. I'm just saying it's just, it's very, there has to be some logical explanation because obviously a plane did not hit it. Why did it go down then? You know, and it's it's really interesting when 
they spent more into the Bill Clinton scandal with Monica Lewowski? Lewinsky. Lewinsky. Mike Wazowski. Then they did into the 9-11 um, incident. So it's just, that's one that's always like just burning in the back of my head. Like I've always wanted to like get down and know what exactly happened. And I think a lot of people want to know what really happened to do you wonder why we don't trust the government? <laughs> it's just, yeah. So on that conspiracy and even like some of the other ones involving government agencies, something I always like to try to keep in mind too is like people always seem to think that the government like works together and talks to each other or has any kind of like cohesion to it. And mm-hmm. most don't. Most like their inner departments and their different areas just they don't share information the way we think they do. Like, oh, with like one person and knows and then everybody knows and it's all over their databases. And like that's not really how it works. And it also feels like a lot of different sections of there are all trying to like that's almost corporatized, right? Where everyone's just trying to get ahead of everyone else and be like the top performing where and whatnot. Um it, it always makes me think, I know it's an extreme example, but it makes me think back to like how Japan worked in the pre-World War or like during the World War. That's the big thing about, like, people talk about the atrocities the army committed, like, over in China. But a a thing a lot of of people don't understand is, like, the army was operating completely independently from the government. And Mm -hmm. it was just basically self-sustaining itself. Like, once they just kind of invaded, it just kind of, they just kind of had to keep going. (laughs) And they literally just couldn't (laughs) stop. And they weren't connected to the government whatsoever. And you would think that, like, oh, yeah, the government would just tell them to stop, right? And it's like, well, no, they they can't because they're completely independent. So yep. when you look at like government conspiracies, things like 9-11 is always my favorite example. Is just like my biggest thing with that is I just feel like it shows the incompetence of how the structure works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that necessarily something nefarious within the government happened. I mean, it's possible different areas had their own agendas, but I think it just shows how like uncohesive it all is. Oh, yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. It's... It's definitely like all all these all these things that just like happen is like, and that's why and that's why I think like when we when we do our research and we bring things to the table to the podcast and everything is like we really gotta you know come at it from all different angles and we have more than enough people on the show to do different research to come with all these facts and all these different you know thoughts and opinions on stuff so. But like with conspiracy too, like there's a lot of mysteries. Like we, mm-hmm. bef- before the show, we had talked about uh, a, a little incident called Dyatlov Pass, hey, and that is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. First, I just, that was my first time I ever got that. I struggle with that word Dyatlov. I got it now though. But it's like that mystery. It, it's if you haven't heard about it, I mean, I honestly, I suggest you look into it. But it is like that mystery. It is is insane, and it almost toes the line with a conspiracy um, of like what happened to all those those climbers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just some of those like when there's no logical explanation as to what happened. Um, something we had talked about doing in the future was the Malaysian Airlines incident, and that that falls into the same thing. Like they know kind of what happened as far as like where it disappeared. Like that's all been found. Like kind of the route it went. But no one really can ever say why it happened to begin with. And that's where, like, all the conspiracy comes in. And then, like, all the different theories. It's just, like, there's so many things you just don't have a clear answer for. And then once your mind kind of starts running wild with it, it, just everything comes involved. That's where you always end up getting aliens. And like we said, Bigfoot's always involved in some way. But it's just when there's not a clear-cut clear cut answer, 
it just it's it's amazing how just wild our imaginations can run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like just a thing about being human too, because it's like throughout the years, there's always been conspiracy theories. People always love entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. you had the Coliseum, you have gladiator fights, and now in today's modern Asian era, you have conspiracy theories of all sorts with all types of compelling evidences and people able to go back and forth about the different debates and topics. So I think that's always going to be a thing because it's entertaining, you know, like in the, a very lighthearted way to look at it. It's entertainment, you know, like you get caught up reading about it, you get caught up looking at all these different facts about it. And even if it turns out it's not true or it's been disapproved, it was still cool to look at or cool to read about. I would agree. I would agree. I think it it, as like, just like a, you know, as a human, you know, just like it's, it's very interesting to like, come at it from a different perspective with, you know, mysteries, conspiracies, um, and everything. And on, yeah, again, on the same lines of conspiracies, like something that you're very interested in is the cryptids. Like there are so many different cryptids out there and like how they originate, how they start. I mean, you, you probably know more about it than I do as far as like how some of them get started. Like to me, the, um, one that I'm not really familiar with, but I have always been fascinated about it with is like the Loch Ness monster. Now I know there was a picture of it. I don't know if that's how it started, but like that, that's always been interesting to me. Yeah. And I think a lot of the cryptid ones start off as like a bit of a snowball effect. You know, what starts off as like a, a misidentification of like a play, uh, a log in the water becomes this whole, ah, oh, it's a giant creature. It's an ancient dinosaur. It's an alien because of word to mouth spreading so far out and people being as skeptical as people are coming up with all kinds of ideas to try to satisfy what it could or may not be. And that's what I think a lot of it comes from too. Well, something for me though, is like when it comes to cryptids, like the Mothman, like how you talked about that, how can you misidentify the Mothman? I don't understand that because there, there was one incident (laughs) that like the Mothman was standing directly in front of a lady and she saw with her own eyes like it was right there like just inches away from her and she described it perfectly and it it matches the description of other people now again i can i agree with you sometimes maybe it has a snowball effect where it's like oh yeah yeah i i saw the uh, the mothman too and it's just a crow or something like that i don't know but um i just find it so interesting when that happens I would say that probably comes from the flip side of the snowball effect of like, it's like how they say every lie has a hint of truth. I think every conspiracy theory has a hint of truth as well. Mm. And sometimes it is as absurd as <laughs> the Mothman is real or like Spring Hill Jack, you know, like I remember hearing about that, like he short, you know, simplified the story. It's like uh, people will report back in, I can't remember the timeline, but it was like in London, they were reporting someone being, you know, a couple of, maybe nine, 10 feet tall, jumping up high, like over buildings. What? And yeah, it was, it's crazy. And they called him Spring Hill Jack. And, <laughs> you know, like they tried to, to basically disapprove it, try to create contraptions. And even today, they try to remake things that could potentially be what they saw, but to no, to no avail. And like, there was multiple accounts of people reporting, seeing a man like leap into the air, you know, without any assistance, with no wirings or nothing like that. And it's just like, Hmm, that's kind of hard to explain. Like, nah, that's that's there's definitely something more to it. There's definitely some more truth than you know than people would like to accept. 
I think, uh, like another thing that's kind of, you know, hard to like when you were saying that, like people try to like recreate the, um, you call them spring, spring hill Jack. Yeah. So like something that I know people have tried to recreate too, is like, um, Stonehenge, like moving these boulders with like ropes and logs and like trying to, you know, erect these stones and everything like that and using ancient tools. And it's one of these things where it's like, you know, they had to have had help and it's impossible that our, you know, ancient ancestors were able to do this. Now, I, I want to believe that our, you know, our ancient ancestors were pretty clever people. I feel like, you know, if you don't have TV, you don't have video games, you don't have like the internet, you're going to occupy yourself with doing other things. So I think, and it's, look, look at penmanship. Well, this is a perfect example. I work with some coworkers that it looks like they have third grader penmanship because it's not taught as much. I mean, I, I actually, I don't know that, but it looks like their handwriting Based off that, it doesn't look like penmanship is something that's really taught anymore because of the digital era. And it's something where it's like, well, there's no use for it anymore. And you look at, um, you know, back in the day, our ancient ancestors, they had nothing but time. They had no technology. So they're going to occupy themselves. They're going to get good with moving boulders with like a stick and some twigs and like, you know, some rope. They were just like, they had a, a technique behind it where it's like us today. It's like, well, they had to have used technology and everything. So I think that's kind of an interesting thing too, to like look at all these massive ancient structures and, you know, things like that, like how our ancestors were able to accomplish these feats. Do you ever hear about how they figured out how they moved the uh, giant statues on Easter Island? Is that what I'm thinking of? I no, think you're thinking might... of Stonehenge is one of them. That's it's okay. one of the giant stone ones where they don't really know exactly how they built it, but they didn't used to know how Easter Island worked either. Um, they pieced parts together, but they're just like, how the hell did these guys in this little isolated island move these things onto their platforms? Because you know a lot of them are buried and stuff like that, or kind of sticking out certain way, um, amounts. Mm-hmm. But, like they made these platforms all around the island, kind of as these big guards. There's also ones that have been broken all around the island too. And they spent forever trying to figure it out. And they'd ask the natives there, well, how did you move them? Like, oh, they walked. And they're like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Like, they (laughs) obviously didn't walk. Um, And it turns out what they figured out, what they did, uh, and I watched this video and they they showed that you can totally do it. They would basically carve them out of the mountain and then they'd um, break them apart. So they would fall kind of down the mountain until they kind of get stuck there. And then they would use these series of ropes and pulleys to we had several people on each side and they would literally make the thing walk like they'd shift it back and then move forward and then shift back and it would, it would kind of do this sidesteppy walk thing um it makes more sense if you can kind of see a picture of it but when you're using something that big i don't know if you've ever tried to move something really like a fridge or something like really really huge you know one of the best mm. ways to do it especially if you're by yourself is just kind of pivot it right little by little do do, do and kind of make it walk across um and that's effectively what they did for some reason, when you said make it walk, I thought you meant like a puppet. Like things just <laughs> lifting up and walking across. I'm like, wait, what? And that's what they thought. So that's what the Islanders were saying they did. And that's what they thought. They're just like, oh, it's just, that's just silly superstition. That's just, you know, a silly myth, right? And that's just stupid. Obviously, they didn't do that. So they tried to figure out all these other like super crazy logical explanations. But like if they actually listened to the natives and said like, no, we made it walk and then try to interpret that correctly, they would have figured it out a lot quicker. And uh, to me, with some of like the the weirder stuff that was built, I, I I think you need to kind of look at it from that perspective, of like 
maybe the answer is a lot simpler than you'd think. And if you just kind of like listen to the people that were like, listen to the texts and things of who was there, it makes a lot more sense. And like the pyramids are the same kind of way, right? Like they had a series of extremely skilled workers over the course of 20 years. It's like, I don't really think aliens were involved. Like that just sounds like a, like a bunch of people in the ancient world that had nothing to do but work all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's enough of them in enough time. I mean, 20 years, man, you can get a lot of shit done in 20 years. <laughs> right. Well, and that's, that's what I'm saying is like the fact that, again, it's not like we had technology, like digital things back then. And it's like, I, again, I'm not an expert on like how society worked back then, but I can imagine it was you worked all day, every single day, seven days a week, 365. Like there was, there was no breaks. Now, granted, I'm sure they had holidays and celebrations and everything like that, but I'm sure it was something where it was like, people were just constantly doing things, you know, it was just like, you know, just being human. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting to think about. Oh yeah. Cause what else are you going to do? Like, yeah. You're just going to do nothing and just sit around? Well, People's <laughs> minds don't like doing that. I mean, if you took away like all modern conveniences and like entertainment and are just like, but we still had jobs or whatever. And like, you just come home and there's nothing to do. There's no books because books don't exist. You know, there's no TV, there's no internet. <laughs> like at, at that point, you really don't have a lot left to do. You'd be like, fuck it. I'm going to go back to work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. You, well, you, you know, what's funny is that, um, in the job that I have, like <laughs> sometimes we're in air is where we do service and we'll sit there and we'll start throwing rocks man <laughs> it's the funniest thing and it doesn't take too long either where like you, one of us will like pick up a rock and then we'll throw it at a tree and then everyone else will like start picking up rocks and like trying to hit the same tree and it's just so interesting how like it seems like with our brains as humans we have to be constantly doing something or being productive and if we're not, I mean, like I, throwing rocks at trees is not productive, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, it seems like we have to be engaging somehow with something as humans if we like, you know, take things away. So it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, I think it's just the stimulus. I mean, if you take away that stimulus, people go crazy pretty quick. Like I have to, if you mm-hmm. just made someone sit there and have literally nothing to do, uh, it would not take long for them to lose their mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like speaking on like, you know, using our brains and everything and like ancient civilization, something that, you know, is always a very complex topic is like religion and everything like that. Like how many different religions and like sometimes how they like intertwine or you can see similar stories in one to another and just like the teachings of how like it's just the 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 whole aspect of religions too is just a very fascinating and complex subject that i think like you know at some point in this podcast we'll we'll have to you know dip our toes into that and like just kind of talk about different ones and have people maybe people come on and talk about their experiences with like their their religion and everything like that as far as like what they believe because i know like um in india like some of the the god and goddesses that they have is like it's nowhere like to like you know western society you know like the just jesus you know just rocking it and you know just you know just looking like a human and everything like that whereas like you know in the eastern world it's part of the world it's all these crazy things and that goes back to like the mythology where it's just like these crazy gods and goddesses having these abilities and everything so i think that's something that we'll have to definitely talk about you know and get people on here 
Yeah. I'd agree. I'm, I even look at like just um, say like Jesus and them look more like human, but look at the original angels. That one always oh my gosh, trips me. Like <laughs> those things are creepy as hell. Like that, right. they have a thousand <laughs> eyes. They're like a hundred wings. It's, it's more like the Greek mythology at that point, but that's like early stuff. It's it's really fascinating how like religion, I wouldn't say calms down because even those, all that stuff is still pretty brutal when you kind of break down the core of it because talking about the ancient world, which was a, a brutal place. But it's just kind of funny how things get less maybe like fantastical as time goes on because we just don't interpret that as much. Because you imagine if like a lot of just say modern churches like presented angels that way specifically. <laughs> like, well, do you think it's something too where it's like a way to make it more like relatable and like exactly what it is? Yeah, it's like hey, rather than this creature that has a thousand eyes, thousand wings, and everything. It looks like a human being. Oh, I can relate to that. Oh, okay. Well, what else do you have to say? Oh, it, that doesn't seem too far fetched. Then, you know, like it, maybe it's something on the lines of that, where it's like it had to change to get more people to like be a part of it, whether like you know whatever religion we're talking about. So it's just good marketing, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely think it is like a like a psychological thing. Like you said, you want something that you can relate to. That's what makes things good. That what makes things interesting. Like, oh yeah, that's just like me. I can relate to that. But if you know, come out here with a bunch of eyes and, and wings. They're like, um, how am I supposed to do that exactly? <laughs> but that's on the talking on the same lines with like religion and everything like that. Something that really can get um, you know, hairy too is like when religion's starting to get to be a little bit cultish. And like that's always oh, a really like oh well, you take uh what was it? The um uh, Jim Jones, the people's uh, paradigm, people's, people's temple. Uh, yeah, people's, people's temple. temple, where it was like he started off as a you know just a normal pastor, but then he turned into like, no, I'm the Messiah, and that has happened like throughout many of instances where cult leaders, you know, are saying like, you know, they they follow the teachings of whatever religion, but then it's like, nope, I am the I am the God and everything like that. Now follow me. So it's really interesting how you know I, I, that happens. So. I think it's interesting how people's personalities can affect people. Um, Cause you know, Jim Jones was a fucking psychopath from the get go. He just mm. hit it really well. Yep. I remember, I remember I saw an interview with his son where he like Jim Jones's greatest fear was people realizing that he was also, that he was crazy. Like he was well aware that he was, he just didn't want anyone to notice. Jeez, <laughs> how crazy do you have to be to know that you're crazy? And, you know, and, and then keep like, going. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was, right. he was nuts. But I just find that kind of personality really fascinating. Like the type of, I mean, I get the people that followed him kind of, because that at least makes more sense to me. Because like, you're just people that are down and out. You're looking for answers to things like who hasn't been there. Mm -hmm. So if you grab people at a vulnerable state, I mean, that to me makes perfect sense. So I get where their brains are kind of coming from. But for him, that to me is much more fascinating, where it's just like the type of person that has the ability to like captivate people like that. And then, like, and it always seems to not be benevolent. It's very rare you find a personality like that that uses it for anything good, you know? There's only been a few leaders you can ever really think of that had that captivating personality but then didn't, like, do a bunch of horrible shit behind the scene. And I, I think that's so weird, too, that, like, you're right. It's it's very few instances, like, I honestly, I can't think of anything where it's, like, they're actually doing it for good. Now, they say they are. Like they can convince people and like they, they, that's what they preach is like they're doing stuff 
for like the better of humanity and like they're they're doing stuff that's right you need to follow them but at in the very end when you boil it down it's like no they're 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 bad they're bad people um and it, it's it's a sad like the whole cult mentality and everything is just it's it's sad and it's it's unfortunate when it happens um so it's unfortunate to me when kids get involved like that, i think if that's it's, yeah yeah. People do whatever, like you can do whatever the hell you want. Like I'm not here to judge how you want to live your life. Like that's just fine for me. I don't really care as long as you're not influencing things like our dated lives. But the second kids get involved that don't really have a choice in the matter and are brought into those situations, that to me is just where it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. So I, you know, I think from a podcast perspective, we've we've covered a lot of different topics in this first kind of like introduction um show we were you know we're just kind of here to show you guys and let everyone know like kind of like what we're gonna we're gonna cover a lot of things and we're gonna come at it from a lot of different angles um so we we hope that you stick around we hope that you, you tune in and we hope that you like what we're gonna bring to the table and by all means we love audience interaction we want we want to hear from you we want to see what you guys want to listen to as far as our audience goes um, Tristan and, you know, if you brought up a lot of good points, Leo, you, you did too. Like any final thoughts before, before we end this? Um, well, I just want to say is the, yeah, we're trying to keep everything pretty broad here as far as what we want to talk about. I guess the core is we want to talk about things that are interesting, that interest us, um, and are fun to talk about. But we also, like Alex was saying, we want to know what is engaging to you guys. Um, cause that just gives us more to talk about. Um, but it, we're not trying to be restricted to anything specific, mostly just stuff that is interesting. And as long as it's interesting and fun to talk about it, we'll, we're completely game to talk about it. Um, so any ideas, anything that you find fun or just would think would be interesting, just shoot it our way. And just to piggyback on all of that, uh, same thing. You know, we definitely want to talk about things that make you go, hmm, or make you just kind of think or look at all the facts and not really come down to one conclusion, but think that maybe two or three could work. And if you have stories of your own you want to share, by all means, we, we definitely want to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, for all you that tuned in for this, you know, um, if you enjoyed what you listened to, please check out our social media pages to stay up to date with the latest content and episodes that will be published. And stop by again next week for our most interesting stories, mysteries, and unexplained occurrences in this world. And remember, we aren't looking for things that are normal. We want stuff that's effing weird. Take care.